All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. You're watching Leafs Morning Tape with host Nick Alberga and former NHLer Jay Rosehill. The show starts now. Happy Halloween, you pigeons. Presented by Botano, it's the uh, Tuesday edition of Leafs Morning Take, a.k.a. the Halloween edition, a.k.a. Rosie was late. That's why this show started late. What's going on, buddy? This better not be put on me. I'm out on location again, pounding the pavement for this bloody show, and guys can't even wake up at a bad early producer, Aaron. <laughs> We should see no, we up. had technical issues, but they've been solved. And uh, thanks to everybody who stuck along. That's why it's important to have alerts on here on YouTube. If you're in podcast form, you don't care. You're going to hear this whenever you hear this. But when you're on YouTube, firstly, subscribe at the Leafs Nation 401. And secondly, throw on those alerts and you won't miss a show, right? Yes, that is correct. That's what you got to do to get in the loop. It's the first time in a year and change that we've had to delay our uh, 11 a.m. Eastern start. So it's all good. I just wanted to see producer Aaron in his... Uh, Santa Claus Halloween costume, just pinning it through Edmonton to get to the studio after his commercial. <laughs> you should have seen the looks I was getting absolutely ripping through the streets. People being like, what did Santa just pass me? You're damn right. He did. Aaron, is, is this a part one of a three part conversation where you tell us you actually work at a mall part time as a acting Santa Claus for Christmas? Buddy, everybody needs change around the holidays and you can wear this costume for months. I wouldn't let you within a hundred yards of children, Aaron. (laughs) This guy's sneaky. He just wants the hot girls on his lap. I get it. What do you want for Christmas tonight? See, Nick Alberga gets it. And Nick, we might have your costume too. We do. So yeah, I've been disclosing this for a couple of days. I wore this to a Halloween party over the weekend. So without further ado, let's roll it out. 
I think the folks in Alberta will like it. So there you have it. I was Bret Hart for Halloween, Rosie. Your thoughts? <laughs> Doesn't even look like you, man. Your face can change all the time, especially going back to your, your younger years. But that's a good costume, man. The full unitard. You got the shades going and the long, strandy hair. I love it. Good costume. Good costume. You winner. I, I like it. I like it. Wow. I get the vote of approval from Jay Rosal. Yeah, it was a tough one to do because I've pretty much had a beard for like 12 years. So to go and be committed and go clean shaven, number one, first and foremost. But number two, for it to actually fit properly, I had the arm guards already. So like that fit in with the whole costume. I wish I had like the boots. But I think for something yeah. I put together like two days before, it actually turned out really, really well. And in fact, it was my first time I dressed up in like 10 years. The last time I dressed up, I was like a breathalyzer for a Halloween party, like when I was like 22, but I think it went pretty well. Solid. No, it looks good. It's fun to do. Sometimes it's stressful trying to figure out a costume and going, what the hell, blah, blah. But then when you get a good one and you're in it and you're at the party, it's always super fun. So good for you for participating. Did you, are you dressing up tonight? I am uh, not. I might throw something together last minute, but um, I'm kind of like the, uh, I'm kind of the safety guy for, for Halloween. I'm going to be with the kids cruising, keeping an eye on them. So I don't know what I'm going to do, man. I'll, I'll sort it out last minute. You should be like the cable guy since you've had some issues with the internet lately. Shut up. <laughs> my internet's like as fast as it gets. My computer crashed once or twice when we pull up a StreamYard unit, but uh, whatever. So on, on the, the internet, though, speaking of yeah. internet, I saw, do you see that Randy Johnson? Oh. I don't know who it was. And then his wife or his girlfriend's like a... a bloody bird from when randy johnson just clocked that bird pitching it was a wicked costume dude i remember that day vividly when randy johnson i think he killed a pigeon right like i remember like it was yesterday poor pigeon number one and like poor randy johnson now this animal killer for life right do you know what the odds of like a bird that's free to fly anywhere in the stratosphere of air comes into the exact spot where the size of a baseball is when that baseball is coming towards the plate thrown by Randy Johnson and it hits it and it explodes. If you haven't seen that, you guys, I had to show people this who's never seen it. Have you not seen this? And they're like, what are you talking about? It's, I think it's happened more than once, which has got to be up in the trillions of percentages of, of, of uh, what do you call it? Probability of that happening unbelievable i love that thing and that it's a wicked costume to boot dude you want to talk about probability can you take a wild guess what randy johnson does now have you seen this no he's a professional sports photographer no way dude go google this this guy goes to sporting events like super bowls and flashes pictures like dude i it's outrageous to me he's randy johnson yeah, that's weird. I get being into photography and stuff, but to do it in the sports, I guess it makes sense. It just seems weird for a guy that's like an absolute Hall of Famer to go be the guy on the sidelines snapping away and checking your checking your lighting and stuff like that. Oh, well, that's what he loves to do, obviously. Good for him. Yeah, he's got a passion for that. We have a passion for a podcast. Many thanks to Donnie Does Dishes. It was a seagull, not a pigeon. I want to get the right family there. It and, wasn't uh, a Travis, seagull. Travis coming from the top rope. Is, is Rosie going to post his Barbie costume? <laughs> <laughs> I'd wear that if I could. Dude, this is a uh-huh. budding rivalry, man. You you and, and Travis, man, have to get after it, like a barn brawl or something. Travis, I'd like to see this kid first. Hey, it wasn't a seagull. Do you know how big a fucking seagull is? Just hitting like a two-pound bird. It was a little little dove pigeon thinger. Who said that? Apparently, like Donnie a says it was a seagull. seagull. Smarten up, Donnie. Do your research. A seagull. You know how big those are? Hey, speaking of which, speaking of seagulls and pigeons, and I, I told you this via text over the weekend. So firstly, shout out to Patrick. Fuck you. So this Patrick guy who I met at a Halloween party on Friday, 
Uh, I guess he didn't realize, I, I, I guess people watch this show and listen to this podcast, but nevertheless, I'm at this random Halloween party. I'm talking to this couple, telling them what I do. I host a show and he's like, wait, he's like, what's your name? I'm like, oh, Nick Alberga. And I guess he didn't recognize me because of like the facial hair being gone and all that. And obviously I was in character being the hitman. but he's like, did you do a show with Jay Rosehill? I was like, yeah. He's like, I always thought you were a dweeb. And I'm like, now I see you in person. I'm like, yeah, I'm six foot three. I'm 205 pounds. Say it to my face. But no, he was a great dude. It just, it's so funny the perception that people build up of you in social media. I could only wonder if people thought of you as a hockey player. Dweeby, dweeby, I guess you give up a dweeb vibe. But when I went and visited you last year in TO, I was very yeah. surprised that that you were like my my uh, my height or taller. I uh, Yeah, I also thought little, uh, little dweeby. Little I know. Dweeber. I guess I'm like the keyboard warrior in Toronto, man. But I can I can back it up. I can back it up. Yeah, it's uh, just goes to show not everything is as it seems, folks. Especially with thinking that seagulls are getting. All right, it was a bald eagle that he hit. <laughs> it was a dub. We googled it. Producer Aaron googled it. It was a dub. Uh, Sir Baba Blas. It was a rhinoceros. Yes, but uh, yeah, the dweeber got it right. I guess I got it wrong. It was, it was a it was a seagull. No, it wasn't. It was a dove. It says right on Google. We looked at it. A seagull, like just a massive, massive bird flying across the plate. It was a little dove. This is now an episode of Our Planet. We're trying to figure out that the uh, the bird that Randy Johnson killed will probably be here all day at the Leafs Nation 401 where you could subscribe. Believe it or not, we have a hockey game to talk about. So brought to you by DoorDash. It's time for the appetizer. Thanks to DoorDash. You don't have to worry about cooking dinner or running to the store anymore. Let it all come to you for a limited time. Our listeners slash viewers can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app. Enter code NATION25. That's NATION25, uppercase with that NATION25. Please, the offer is currently only valid in Canada, subject to change. Terms apply. I can't believe I actually remembered that guy's name, by the way. I was gunned on Friday, beyond belief. Absolutely gunned. Picture Bret Hart. And you know why I was gunned, dude? It was like a way back throwback playback. They had beer pong at this party. And me and my buddy Daniel got hot, man. We were just pegging off teams left and right. We actually lost to Donald Trump, a guy dressed as Donald Trump. And I forget. I, oh, no, his buddy was a sheriff and he was Donald Trump. So we ended up losing after five or six games, but I was gunned. Well, when you got out, did you just pull everyone aside and just kind of talk about your uh, beer league um, softball and hockey stories and whatnot? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I sat to the side. I'm like, hey, this is me. This is I. I am him. I like it. No, Pong's good, man. It's a fun game to play, especially at a, a party like that where everyone's in costume. It's uh, something to do. It is. Uh, Tammy writes in, Rosie's next costume can be a seagull. I still think you should go with a cable guy. Nevertheless, uh, injury updates, Rosie. This is big. Uh, Timothy Lilligren back at practice on Monday. He was banged up against Nashville. Really didn't get your thoughts on that game, by the way, but surprise, surprise, Ryan O'Reilly. Two goals in that game. No Shanner. Preds find a way still. I thought Sammy was okay in that one. And then uh, Jake McCabe's got a groin injury, as we know, back uh, at practice midweek is the expectation here. So I think they dodged a bullet on the back end. Yeah, it's nice. I don't think they can afford to be having guys drop like flies on the back end. Uh, it happens to some teams, some seasons, and it's uh, it's devastating for even the best decor. So, uh, you know, if you're a little thin back there, that's no good. It's good to hear they're not big time, uh, big time injuries or anything. I was hoping McCabe wouldn't be a big deal. Didn't like the fact he was going for imaging, but uh, obviously nothing's torn up or anything. Big tweak, little strain, whatever. Hopefully be back this week. But yeah, I was listening to that Nashville game on the stream the radio stream in my vehicle i was driving and uh 
Yeah, Ryan O'Reilly, man. It's like what? Like I think the even the analogy. I think it was a Joe Bowen broadcast, yeah. and they said people should just put the farm down on you know revenge narratives against the Maple Leafs. When people play for the Leafs and leave and play against them, they clean up, and it is like not even debatable anymore. Dude, we're gonna ride the Luke Shen anytime goal if, if he plays the next time when they visit Scotiabank like that. I could only wonder where that pays out, like fifteen hundred to one. Yeah, I'd be pretty heavy for a stay-at-home uh, defensive defenseman to snipe. So uh, that's something you could do. Man, two goals for for Ryan O'Reilly, too. Frustrating. But, uh, yeah, I wanted to see Sammy get his footing. Um, I wanted to see him get in there and stand on his head. He seemed to be all right. It was a stepping stone. He needs to keep putting those stepping stones together and, and get his confidence back. So looking for that this week. But we got a game tonight with Wolsey in between the paves. Yeah, we're going to get to that. I wanted to ask you, first and foremost, you're in the heart of Alberta, of course. You're, you're close to Calgary. I believe you're actually in Calgary right now. How quickly, if you're Brad for living, you calling up your old buddy Craig Conroy in Calgary? Because I don't know if you've looked. Hannafin's a UFA to be. Tanev's a UFA to be. Uh, Zadorov's a UFA to be. Can they pull off a trade where they get all three of them and just upgrade their blue line? Is that possible in this cap world? No, it is not possible. <laughs> it would be the biggest blockbuster of the year by a million. But uh, there's a I guy born in Calgary on the Leafs. I'm just saying that. You look at Calgary, man, they are in absolute shambles. I mean, when they lost to Chuck and uh, and Goudreau, it was like, what the hell's going on? The sky is falling. Somehow, Tree Living pulls off a way to, to salvage it somehow. And you get like a Huberto and Kadri and Mackenzie Weger. Like people were excited saying, holy shit, he pulled this off. And it's just lo and behold, Huberto is just an absolute pile of garbage, like a historic fall in production. Kadri hasn't done a bloody thing. He's got more in the tank for sure. And, you know, Markstrom, their goalie, who just like a year and change ago was looking like, you know, they were Stanley Cup contenders and he can't even, he can't stop a bloody thing. It's it's terrible in Calgary right now. And I think that, what are you going to do? Like, you know, I was listening to some barn burner with uh, under the nation network here. And I mean, even if you try to get rid of Huberto, I don't even think anyone would take him if you retain half his salary. No. It's like, it's it's a bad spot to be in. If if you can dump some guys, do you start rebuilding and look at that like six plus year process to try to have a team that's half decent by the time they get in their new building? It's a nightmare. Um, I am glad. I, I like you say I'm right in the thick of it between Oilers fans and Flames fans, and they're all in shambles. Like look at the look at the league standings. They're bottom dwellers, man. And they were. I know it's early, but they're supposed to be you know, especially Edmonton producers this year. It's an ugly, ugly time in central Alberta. You know, who's taking some of the shrapnel right now in Calgary. Weirdly enough is Brad tree living the GM of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Like people are spinning Twitter. around saying, Hey, are you concerned? Are you worried? Do you know that your GM screwed up the Calgary flames? I mean, to an extent they're right, but he inherited no, some not. superstar players in the Maple Leafs. What are your thoughts? They're not right. It's uh, he did every, like I said, you can only put names on paper. And when he left, he was looking like phenomenal job. You did everything you could. How often do you have your stars just pack up and say, sayonara, I don't want to be here and leave you with like yeah. absolutely nothing. He makes something out of nothing, puts bodies and names and, and, you know, past production on paper. There you go. Then he goes to Toronto. Those guys shit their pants are terrible. It's got nothing to do with him. And then they're like, yeah. what does this mean for the Maple Leafs tree living? Uh, you know, these guys in Calgary are shitting their pants. This must mean Toronto's terrible too. How do you come to that conclusion? No. So dumb. 
Um, so typical Toronto. Let's twist this and mold this into something so we can be negative about the Toronto Maple Leafs by going down this road with a different team and their historic loss of production, blah, 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 and turn this into a negative for the Maple Leafs. So dumb. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I mean, facts are facts. The Calgary Flames do stink, and uh, the body of work was done by Brad Tree Living again. But he inherited some superstar players on this Maple Leafs team. Um, there's, you know, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Like that roster looked pretty damn good. In fact, I have an infamous tweet when they made that uh, trade with the Florida Panthers. I, th- I said this could go down as one of the more downright fleecings in NHL history, something like that, in favor of Calgary. And look what's happened, right? Matthew Kachuk goes to a Stanley Cup final in year one. These new guys in Calgary have done nothing. I think they were sort of forced because they lost Kachuk, you know, because they lost Goodrow. They had to hand over the money to Uyghur and, and Huberto. Like, they were they were in a tough spot. Like, very seldom does that happen where not one but two superstar players don't want to be there anymore, right? Yeah, very seldomly it happens. And it definitely happened there. And what are you going to, like... Guys are like, oh, well, Tree Living, you know, brought in, you know, Domi and Bertuzzi and this kind. They're not producing, and it's like it's like a handful of games in. And what do you want them to do? Nothing. They were like, think about being just people. Never put themselves in the position of the GM. You're sitting there. It's free agency. You're working the phones. You're trying to do anything you can to get the thing done. You can get your hands on Bertuzzi. You can get your hands on Domi. You can get your hands on Klingberg. Okay, say the news comes out that he had the option to do that for X, the exact scenario that did happen, and he said, no, I'm just, I'd just rather do nothing. People would be lighting the city on fire saying, it's proven that this group doesn't get done. You need to make the changes. These guys are good. Are you kidding me? You don't want Bertuzzi. What is wrong with you? Blah, blah, going nuts. It's a lose-lose, and I can't stand it where people just, doesn't matter what happened. They'll turn it into a negative and say, oh, that was his fault. He's, it's terrible. It's like the guy did everything he could. He did everything he could in Calgary with the shit sandwich he was delivered. And he's done everything here with, you know, taking the reins, going through free agency, picking up the best guys available that you can possibly make under the cap. You, it's not magic. People just think, oh, well, he should have got, uh, you know, this Hall of Famer and this All-Star. Like, what are you talking about? It wasn't available. It's not physically possible to put them on the roster. So, yeah. You got to you got to think in terms like that like what what were the options and did you make the best chance with the options that you had in front of you and I think so far Tree Living did and has and it hasn't proven to gone either way yet we're 7 games into the year. Yeah, that, that that was my problem to begin with is like yeah, there's all these naysayers but then when Calgary makes that deal they're like holy shit like what's Bill Zito in Florida thinking? Oh. How could they make that trade? They got Huberto, they got Uyghur. I mean, they got prospects, they got picks. Everybody was in favor of Calgary. Now it goes the other way. It's like, oh, this guy's the worst GM in the world. It just doesn't work that way. If you, if you hold your opinion until you get the, the, the ability to look back with hindsight and say, oh, what an I idiot. Know. You're such a dummy. And they, you know what? They probably, the same people are probably the ones celebrating it when the deal gets pulled. And then they, oh my God, wow, he, he saved it. Wow, he, exactly. he saved the franchise. And then it doesn't work out. And Hubert was an absolute bum. And those guys don't do anything in Calgary. And oh, Sutter's so mean. He needs to go. That's why we can't perform. Okay, you're fired, Sutter. Just won the fucking Jack Adams. Um, no, wow, we still can't perform with a, with a coach that strokes us. Like, And then the same guys that were just applauding tree living in Calgary are going, oh, wow, I told you. What an idiot. What a, he, he wrecked that franchise. What an yeah. idiot. Like, God damn it. That's so Bush League to just to just ride the side of whatever you feel as long as it's a, a negative and a naysayer against somebody. It's bullshit when you have the luxury of hindsight. So dumb. I was pumped about Calgary when they made that deal. Now that it's not working, I do not even look at tree living for a second. It's the exact same deal it was the day he pulled it off. Same thing. 
how they're performing. What, what is he a fucking genie? He should have known that that Huberto was going to fall off this bad. I know it's a Leaf show. I'm getting fired up, but that's just I love such, it. A, such a yeah. dumb take to 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 bag on Tree Living after he pulled off a miracle after being handed a shit sandwich. That's a dumb take. What are the chances that Toronto and Calgary hook up on a deal this year? I think it's pretty high, man. Like one of those three defensemen, I just have a feeling are going to be a Maple Leaf. Like there's that relationship already there like the two guys know each other they work together i mean unless calgary doesn't want to help toronto out but they're not even in the same conference they're in the same country i get that but i think it's highly likely toronto pulls one of these defensemen out of there if the flames do go south and continue to tank here yeah i mean it makes sense on paper i don't know what tree living's uh relationship is with toronto after he left or with calgary after he left i'm not sure if that's good terms or not Dude, everybody um, likes that guy. Everybody likes that you guy. You think so? I, yeah. I, it, it makes sense. Yeah, I, I mean, they're absolutely tanking, dumpster fire. Are they going to try to get some draft picks and stuff and and maybe start over? I don't know. But yeah, they've got some solid D-men that we could absolutely use on our roster. And there is that connection between Tree Living and, and the Calgary Flames. And with the position they're in right now, they might be sellers. So definitely keep your eye on that. The following game preview is brought to you by the Wendy's Daily Faceoff Survivor Pool coming soon. Uh, it's a season-long NHL fantasy game sponsored by Wendy's. Everything will run through dailyfaceoff.com. You'll create a username and password, be able to play along just like that. It's a Monday to Saturday Survivor contest where users will be able to make their selection each day and advance accordingly. And prizes only be eligible to those users who are resident in Canada, except the province of Quebec. Have you heard the latest in this market, Rosie? I have not. What is the latest? They're getting on Mitch Marner. He's not playing good enough. A fire is brewing. I'm all over Mitch Marner for points tonight, by the way. And um, we'll get to that uh, in the Botano wrap up. But yeah, he's taking a bit of the heat. Uh, it's the market. There's nothing else to talk about, I guess. Yeah, I know. It's just, it's never good enough. enough. If every single player was playing I know. Up, to their, up to their potential, this team would fucking torch, you know, everyone. And if it's not, it's just, I know Marner was up to a little bit of a, I mean, points wise, he's not even up to a slow start goals, maybe sure. But I mean, Austin Matthews stole the show the first few games. Fine. I don't know, man. I'm not too worried about it. Like they're going to go, it's going to be ebbs and flows. There's going to be a time where we're like, where's Austin Matthews been? Marner has been carrying the team and you'll forget all about, you know, late October here. It's uh, I just don't get into that. I just don't get into that game. Like not everyone's going to be on fire for 82 games straight. And when they're not, you're a moron. If you're going, what the hell's going on with this guy? Like he's not on fire right now. What do you want? He's still putting up points. He's not a complete bum. He's not a liability. He just doesn't have, you know, the fire going And There's not a player in the world who's on fire all the time, even Connor McDavid. And he's probably the closest one who could even think of doing it. But I mean, Mitch Marner's not going to be hot as a pistol for the entire season. And it's so dumb as a fan. If you even want to consider yourself a fan of the team, if you torch him as soon as he's like not on, you know, fire, which is, it's just dumb. Like you say, this is the market. Yeah. Do you want your team to win or not? Do you want to make it harder on him? Do you think Mitch Marner getting attacked all the time and having all this weight put on his shoulders and people exposing him and all the bullshit questions he's got to answer because why, why don't you have this many goals? Austin does like, you think that makes him play better? It doesn't. So chill the fuck out. It's October still. And he's got his point production is just fine. Wait till he catches fire. Then you'll be just J-O-ing all over yourself because he's so awesome. Like it's just the ebbs and flows of this team in this market has got to chill out if you want them to have success.
What does J.O. mean? Don't answer that. Um, yeah, I'm right there with you. Like, it's it's pretty crazy that they're 5-2-1, and one and and yet, like, they can be they can be 8-0-0 and, oh and people will be like, oh, why isn't Domi produced? It's just the nature of the market, right? It's not going to happen in the playoffs, man. 8-0 means nothing in October. Yeah. It's just never-ending, yeah. man, and it's uh, yeah. it's unfortunate. I don't consider those people fans who just – it's just like they feel high and mighty by just bashing whatever they can get their hands on. There's always something to bash, always, yeah. in anything in the world, anything in hockey, any organization – there's something you could you could pick apart, especially if you're a you know a pro at take making mountains out of molehills and just blowing shit up just for the sake of doing it, just because it makes you feel big and high and mighty. But uh, it's it's not helping your franchise. And if you consider yourself a fan, cut that out. Way too many people in the chat saying uh, Marner's got a wife now. <laughs> Blame the woman. No, that's <laughs> not fair, man. I mean, I don't know if he didn't or if he just. If he just broke up with his girlfriend, you'd say, oh, he's got no stability at home. He's out looking for for women. He's a single guy now. He's more interested yeah. in being a bachelor. It's just fucking stupid, man. So stupid. Yeah, yeah. I know I'm right there with you. I mean, look at what happened to Travis Kelsey over the weekend. His wife doesn't show up. Taylor Swift, he loses the game. Shits the bed. It's just the importance of the ball and chain to be there. And uh, I think about the importance of the start in tonight's game. So LA's in town. Cam Talbot, the likely starter. Joseph Wool. Unsurprisingly, he's going to get the call here. But it's the dreaded first game back after the road trip. Like, can you just speak to that, how difficult that game is after a lengthy road trip, Rosie? I don't think it should be difficult. No, it shouldn't. You're back home. You're sleeping in your own bed. You're getting your rest. You're you're back with your family. You get to go back to the, you know, the the comforts of your own building where everything's set up for you. You got all your stuff there. It shouldn't be a problem. You should be looking and saying, we just lost our last game. We're back at home. Um, the road trip was all right. It wasn't phenomenal. It started off like it looked like it might be a little shaky. They pull off some wins, and it ends up being a pretty decent road trip. But the last game we played, we lost to a supposedly inferior team. You better be ready to rock. You're back at home. I don't get it. Like, Why would you come out slow? Why would you come out shaky? Why would you come out tired? You're not on the road anymore. You slept in your own bed. You got all your creature comforts at, at your home barn, so they should be ready to rock. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. It just it seems to happen a lot in the NHL where a team will go on a lengthy road trip. They'll come back and it'll be a bit of a clunker the first game. But I've known L.A. It's their first of four on the road. And just weirdly enough, it seems like every time Toronto and Los Angeles get together, uh, three of the past four meetings have been blowouts. They've split them. Uh, and it's always an intriguing matchup. I think Tyler Bertuzzi has been a really good story. He was my player to watch with Coverbridge yesterday this week. I think he's really finding his groove a bit now with Tavares and Nylander. What have you seen so far? Weird. Like, this guy was falling a I know. week and a half ago. Like, let these guys get used to their surroundings. Let them get used to the players. Let them get used to the systems that are in place. And don't freak out in October. Like, if they're doing great in October, the same people would be being, eh, who cares about October? Tell me what they happens in April. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Like, just Jesus, man. Be a fan, support the team, and support the players. If you were happy when Bertuzzi scored, then support Bertuzzi and hope that he gets his feet under him and finds it, which he probably will because he's a pretty damn good player. Like, support the guy. And yes, he's finding his groove. He's getting used to playing with these guys. He's getting used to the systems. He's getting used to being in Toronto. He's getting comfortable. It's feeling like home. He's going to start cooking. And then he'll probably have a point in time where he's not doing it. And then everyone will jump all over him, I'm sure. Let the guy do his thing. Let the season progress. Support him. Look for the positives. And, uh, you know, like you say, the naysayers said he wasn't good enough. And now he's starting to find his groove. So just... Let the guys do their things. Let them be professionals. Yes, everyone wants perfection. Yes, everyone's striving for it, but you're never going to get it out of anybody. I'm letting you cook. I was just going to grab a bag of potato I'm, chips and you continue on with your rants. You've had about five or six of them today. I'm okay annoyed or? today for some reason. I don't know I why. Don't. I think Twitter is like Marshawn or something got me fired up chirping tree living saying, well, the Calgary's problems are now indicative of what of Toronto somehow connection because it's the same guy. I'm just like, how are you putting that together, man? Fucking it's got nothing to do with tree living. Now he did the best. He did a phenomenal job. Salve, like figuring out that disaster that was Calgary. Then they don't perform. And it's like, well, that's his fault. They don't perform. No, it is not. He got the best possible deal. He possibly could have with that shit sandwich. And now somehow that's related to the Toronto Maple Leafs in typical Toronto form. I just don't like that. And it fires me up tonight, I guess. Hmm. Yeah, you're agitated. I did see that on social media before. Again, we started in delayed fashion on this show, but I was reading up and I don't know what the algorithm does, but like it shows some of your tweets for some reason on my timeline. Nevertheless, I see you a bit fired up and rightfully so. It's uh, It has been the topics the last couple of days here in this market since Calgary lost in the Heritage Classic against Edmonton. Well, who who is the architect of this whole thing? It was Brad Tree Living and the whole Marner conversation. It just seems like it's a, a quiet time. I could only wonder what's in store in a couple of weeks' time. I think Toronto plays like two games in 11 days, what we're going to talk about. There's going to be no shortage of conversation. Maybe somebody will do something stupid in Sweden or something. Cool. I hope so. Yeah, yeah me too. A, fuck, I wish I got to do that, man. What a sick, sick trip they get to go do. Sweden of all places. Beautiful country. Beautiful people. Beautiful, beautiful stuff going on over there. Every fucking Swede I play with is just the nicest dude ever. Solid as a rock. Man, they're good people over there. I want to visit. I'm sad I've never been there. I've been to uh, Scandinavia quite a bit, actually. I've been to Sweden twice. I've done all those countries. Finland, Estonia. Softball tournament or what? No no softball, just uh, leisure. (laughs) 
Oh, oh leisure. Leisure yeah. activity. No, I was you're finding a... myself, Rosie. No, I wasn't. I just went over to Europe. I'm like, let's have a sick time. You're a single man. How did you find uh, the Scandinavian countries? Oh, yeah. Man? It's, you know, people often ask me because I've been to 29 countries now, like, what are some of the top countries on your list? And without question, like, Sweden's a top three, dude. Just dynamite place, uh, great atmosphere. Specifically, if you go in the summer, by the way, they have like, I think it's like 20 hours of sunlight out of the 24. So like it'll be 3 a.m. and the sun will be rising. You'll be going to the bar at 11 o'clock and the sun will be going down like it's perfect. That's wicked. And uh, even the women are packing snoozers top shelf. Well, I was going to say that, like, uh, you know, back in my chewing days, I've been tobacco free now for five years. I was in Sweden and obviously I had to buy some snooze and you go to the bar and it's like instead of smoking, like even the rockets are just, you know, top shelf, just packed. Packing upper deckers with a snoozy or, or working the mud in their uh Yeah, their dude, it's the Eric Carlson special. If you ever look at Eric Carlson, I don't know if it's still the same, but like EK in his prime, he just always had a dip in. Like he probably slept with a dip in. Dude, there's like, I remember playing with Freddie Shoestraw. He had this, uh, um, we had this end of the year dinner and I was sitting across the table from him and his wife, lovely woman. And she finishes dinner. She's telling a story and like just by pure like, habit she's telling the story and just cracks this tin and just guns one upstairs i was just like ah, that's kind of hot <laughs> but it's neat they do that culturally they're a wicked place well it's it's the alternative to smoking right you don't you don't stink like darts right yeah darts and then they gross. all do it and then the, the cool thing about sweden they had like the the pouches they're called like portions that's mm-hmm. what i would do so you don't have to like work it you just put it in throw it out it's like a tea bag yeah. Oh yeah. Like the snoo. Uh, usually the snoozies are almost always got the pouch. And then I think the mud is like the, the muddy dark shit. I don't know. It's crazy over there, but they sure like it. Oh, it's an unbelievable place. And somebody asked if they're down to earth. That's, that's what makes, I think Scandinavia, Scandinavia is like, not only are they knockouts, the men and women, but they're really, really approachable, which for somebody who lives in Toronto, you see a rocket, you walk up to a rocket, they ain't talking to you regardless of who you are, right? especially me, maybe it's just me, Rosie, but like you're, you're bound to get attitude in this country, in this city. Oh right, yeah. A little, I'm out of the game, man. I don't, uh, I don't know mm. how it is anymore. It's, uh, it's a different world. I'm sure about it, but I do know that I have not played with a bad sweet guy. Um, they're studs. Oh, they're, they're unreal. They're all kind. They're all nice. They're all easy going they all have good personalities senses of humor they'll help you at the drop of a dime down for whatever their families yeah. are the same way they're just nice people and the the leafers are going over there to spread hockey awareness nhl activity in europe that's pretty good That'll imagine nylander walking around stockholm like and I, I don't even know if it's I, it might be in gothenburg that they're playing but nevertheless like they'll probably be in stockholm at some point in time but imagine nylander the connects he has over there right I'd be just, I'd just be attached to his hip the whole oh, time. Yeah. Just boing, 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 just on his, just attached to the hip, uh, riding his coattails all over Sweden. He's probably uh, one of the gods over there at this point in time. What the connects on the Leafs when you were playing here? Oh, Dion was pretty good at it for yeah. sure. Depends what city. I mean, we go to Montreal and JS Jiggier, Jiggy set yeah. us up big time for a little twirl one night. It was <laughs> wicked. I was just like, hey, man, thanks for the night. He's like, enjoy, Rosie. He's an absolute beauty, too. Um, lots of good guys that are connected, especially when you go to A, their hometown, or B, place they played for a long time. Um, good stuff. Hal Gill, I traveled with him a lot too, 18 years in the show. He knew every nook and cranny of every city that we went to. And we, either of us weren't playing a whole lot that season. It wasn't with the Leafs, it was with the Flyers. But uh, we uh, 
we sniffed out a few uh, a few places to hang our hats around North America that year for sure. Yeah, Skillsy's still doing it. He guessed it on the show last year, of course, covers the Nashville Predators. He does something called bag chucking where he shows up to a new venue, a new place, uh, throws his bag in the room and off to the bar he goes like that. That's some veteran shit there. That's literally what he does. He's like, Rosie, this is old school. We get to the hotel. We don't even step in it. We just chuck our bag in there, walk back down. Then we start off with some beers and we go for some dinner, have some wine, let the boys go home and we go out. And I'm like, okay, man, you're the boss. It was a, it was a good year of uh, experiences. We can say that. I'm taking some of your shrapnel now. Your boy, Travis Houston. I bet Alberga rocks a tinted visor in his men's league, just peacocking out there for sure. No, I, I actually chirp those pigeons who wear like the tinted visors. I'm not a great hockey player, okay? I don't I don't act like I'm a great hockey player. I have great hands. I have no jets. I got two more tucks over the weekend, by the way. That's three straight games, two goal games. I can't get the hattie. But nevertheless, I was a bit... I was a baseball player. I was never a great hockey player. I love beer league. I played rec hockey, minor hockey with my buddies, but I was never a stud player. So I'd never say I was one, but I I don't even wear a visor because I used to wear glasses for the majority of my life. I got laser eye. I'm like, I don't want to ruin these eyes. Number one, number two, I paid a hefty price to get these brand new eyes. So why waste them, right? So you do wear a visor? You don't. I wear a birdcage. Oh. <laughs> I thought you went no vise, man. I was like no. six diesel. No, so there, the rules, like, the rules are the rules are evolving like big time. Like there was a point in time where you, you didn't have to wear a cage or a visor. Now because of the protocol and all that, taking a stick in the eye, you have to wear at least a visy. But I never got to that level because again, I wore cage the majority of my life because I wore glasses. And now that I got my laser eye like a decade ago, I just what happens if a stick goes in my eye? I'm screwed, you know. Yeah, that's what happens for sure. I can just picture you out there before when you had your full cage on and your glasses. Oh, I look like a bird, man. Someone bumped you. My spectacles. You guys, stop. Someone blow the whistle. You guys. <laughs> I think Travis is going to get on me hard that I, I rock Good. a bird cage, but my, my safety is more important, especially playing beer league, especially the level of beer league I play. Dude, there's so many <laughs> ankle burners and just people chopping onions out there. I don't trust anybody, man. I don't. No, it's true, man. I mean, your eyes are nothing to screw with. I'm just joking around, but yeah, yeah. no visor is so old school and uh, and sick. And I don't mean no visor plus birdcage. I just mean no visy. But uh, yeah, I understand. I, I get it. Protect yourself. It's not dumb. It's smart. It's just not as cool. It's not as cool at all. Um, Travis tripped me. Alberga playing in the under eighteen out there with a birdcage. Yeah, I don't. I didn't play good hockey. At least <laughs> Travis. Is- focusing on you now i don't know why he's tripped me we need a little info on this guy if he's gonna we're out here we're exposed he's got nothing but his name we got to know a little bit more about this guy no i respect it because the guy comes into a youtube chat with his full name i mean he's he's we can find him we can find Hmm. him something something for the uh something for our research team yeah so when we get together next time in alberta we'll probably end up drinking with travis he'll end up being a beauty he's probably just chirping like he's a keyboard warrior we love those here on the show at the Leafs Nation 401, where you could subscribe. Uh, tough transition, but I want to get your opinion on it because we talked about it a bit yesterday with Carter Hutton. Uh, the Adam Johnson story is just horrifying, so tragic. Um, I know the NHL and Bill Daly spoke earlier today on NHL Network Radio mm-hmm. saying that the league is looking into making it mandatory um, you know, to, to have something, a uh, neck guard in place, something to help with, with whatever happened. I mean, w- what's your stance on all that? 
Well, first of all, it's just unbelievably sad and tragic that, you know, that, I mean, lots of times like Clint Malarchuk and different, yeah. like things happen. It's like, man, that was so close and, oh, dodged a bullet there. And like, usually, you know, you kind of get away with it. And, and this was just one of those rare times where it's like, no, like the worst possible thing happened and he's gone and, and a player died playing hockey. It's uh it's so sad and you just, you can't put enough, you know, emphasis on that without question. Yeah. Um, on the other side, like would a neck guard have saved them? Well, it sure wouldn't have hurt. Of course. Um, you've also been playing in the NHL for over a hundred years and no one's ever, it's never really been a problem. The one guy it's happened to. So it's like, you can chalk it up to statistically a freak occurrence, um, to have everyone neck guarded up out there is just like, oh man, that's, I understand. I mean, I can't argue with the logic. Uh, a young man just lost his life. So there's no arguing with the logic behind it. Yeah. But do you go ahead and every now, because that happened once in a hundred and some years, now everyone's got to go up like this and walking around it. Can you not have your, can you not choose to wear one? Um, it, it's tough, man. And it seems too soon to be even be having that conversation as, you know, the, the whole details of that are still coming out and it's still fresh in everyone's mind. It's just, I mean, I, when I heard, I was like, no, no, like, like could have died or could possibly have died. It's like, no, no, he's, he's no longer with us to see yeah. that for the first time was like, what are you talking about, man? It's just a, a brutal thing and so fresh in everyone's mind. So how much more I can say about it right now. Yeah, it really puts life into perspective. I mean, you go on the ice, I, I get they're pro athletes, but you go on the ice and you think you're just playing hockey, the game you've loved your whole life. And again, something like that tragically happens. And and right away, I mean, you're looking for responses, like what can we do to prevent the next injury from happening? Like I even remember growing up, um, a guy that my buddies, all my buddies played hockey with died tragically. There was no defibrillator, right? And defibrillators started being a thing in arenas. Uh, the Kevlar socks were a thing a couple of years back. It might've been Taylor Hall or somebody got stepped yeah. on. So I think you're always in, in prevent mode. And I think the big thing here is to find a way that this doesn't happen again, right? But uh, I'm with you. I mean, it's been a long time, but I think sometimes you have to adapt. And I think it's easy to forget. Like there's weapons on the ice. They're called skate blades, right? Yeah, for sure. It's dangerous. And I mean, look, if you if you don't want anyone to get hurt or die, then you wear full cage, you wear full neck guards, you wear full everything and you do not play hit hockey and you get thrown in jail for assault. If you fight and no more vehicle racing, no more stock car racing, no more formula one, no more indie racing. It's too dangerous. Like everything that's dangerous. If you yeah. want to negate, if you want to negate any possibility of that stuff happening, which yep. a lot of people make sense, then, then just, just take it all away. That's what you have to do yeah. to negate any possibility of that happening again. And those things are absolutely tragic. When anyone dies doing any kind of sport, it is absolutely tragic. If you never want to see that again, then you just you just dial it all back so that it cannot possibly happen anymore. That's not what everyone wants to do, obviously. So you got to find the happy medium, got to find the ground where you're okay with it as an organization or as a sport. And no matter where that is, there's going to be people that disagree with it. There's some people who will never go skiing that'll never swim in the ocean that'll never do all these different things because it's like wow oh, that's too risky for me i just i'm not into it it's it, yeah. it's a dangerous and i'm not doing it uh, totally up to you there's other people that are like super g downhill people flying into fences at 120 mile an hour and many people have died skiing but people still go skiing 
More people have died skiing than fucking hockey or skate across the throat by a million. Does that mean you shouldn't wear a neck guard? No, I'm not saying that. Does that mean the whole league should all adopt neck guards? I'm also not saying that. It's it's a medium, and it, you got to figure out where what makes sense to you. And the thing is, there's only a couple of people who are making the rules and the regulations. So whatever they do decide to do, there's going to be a ton of people bitching about it on whatever side is not happy. So you're never going to make everyone happy. But again, I'm glad that it is such a rare tragedy that something like that happens. And I'm glad that you can almost on one hand find in a hundred years, any uh, situation like that, fortunately, but when it does happen, man, it makes you stop and reflect. The last thing I want to say, and again, I'm sort of seeing it in the chat, like, come on. Uh, people blaming the person that that committed the action or if you want to say it that way or phrase it that way like you don't think that guy's life is ruined i mean it, it's that's what drives me nuts is like everybody's playing the blame game like this guy purposely did it i haven't watched the video i can't watch the video i know some people have seen the video i can't get to that level you can't comment that pardon me you can't comment on uh, whether he if you yeah. haven't even seen it how do you tell if what he it's I mean, the reason I'm in Calgary is our hockeyfights.com um, podcast we're going to be recording today. It'll be out on Thursday. We're going to touch on it for sure. Um, it is an interesting debate, and it is only more polarizing since a person's life is is over because of it. And uh, I, I don't think you can have an opinion if you haven't watched the video. Oh, you didn't mean you haven't even seen it. What are you talking about? How could you possibly know? And I'm, I can't believe, I mean, I, I'm a firefighter. I, I look at stuff every day. It doesn't bother me, but the amount of people who are very interested in, in that story, who physically cannot watch the video, it's not, it's kind of shocking to me. It's like, Oh, it's like blood. And it's just the fact that a, I guess a person lost their life and they don't want to see blood and stuff. I get it. But a lot of people can't even bring themselves to watch the video, which, uh, which says a lot. Yeah. I, Again, the reason why I say it that way is because I, I just, I think humanity takes over or it's like, I think somebody can get to the level where they purposely try to cut somebody with the blade on their skate, right? That's all I'm saying. I haven't seen the video, but like, that's where my mm. humanity takes over. I'm like, I don't think somebody would be that ridiculous, stupid. I don't know what the word is. There's no, no one can possibly know what was going on in that player's head, pet grave, yeah, but fair enough. Um, and, and I can say with confidence, not even being in his head that he never meant to slice his jugular and kill the man. Let's, yeah. let's put our friggin' brains on properly here. Yeah. Um, the, the issue that I have definitely seen and I have myself is, is how, why and how did his leg come? Like if you're spinning around and when I first heard of the situation before I saw the video, I, I thought someone would be getting spun and momentum would throw his, his blade up and it was just the worst case scenario. It's kind of his leg goes up against momentum almost to protect himself or to lift it up like against the way he's traveling against the way he's leaning and the momentum to bring his leg up that high just seemed it looks very odd. The The video quality is poor. I have seen one that's crystal clear and I thought that that would be the majority of the one after the fact I cannot find it now. Yeah. Um, it's, it's an odd situation, but let the investigation go. I want to hear the guys, the guys thought process about how it happened and, and how that leg did come up regardless of whatever it is he did not mean to take this man's life it's yeah. stupid um it maybe it was reckless or some weird reaction i don't know but it's just an odd thing and the only thing that does matter is it boils down to a ma massive tragedy and and there's nothing we can do about it now which is which is terrible man it's just hard to even imagine that that actually happened yep i'm right there with you um just to wrap here six of the next seven at home for the maple leafs any thoughts on that before they head off to sweden 
Yeah, we got some home home games coming up. Get good in your barn. Get comfortable in your barn. Get Samson off going. Toronto, if you're listening, get some friggin' noise in that barn. You have the biggest market on the planet. Name another sport where the biggest market on the planet fans are deathly quiet and their barn sucks for atmosphere wise. Name one. Manchester United, fucking the late, like anybody, not a chance. It's Cowboys. embarrassing to our sport, to our team, to our market that that barn is dead quiet and you have the bloody Maple Leafs in town and you're going to watch them play live in the, in the Scotiabank arena. Fucking embarrassing. Smarten up Toronto. Get some, some razzle dazzle in that barn. It's only going to help your team. Can only wonder what a goal song we're going to hear if the Leafs do score in this game. But yeah, I think it's a good time to create some separation in the standings. And we are going to talk about the month of November coming up. It's been very kind of the Maple Leafs. And again, a winning record in October. So in Alberga's uh, rule of thumb, it's it's a win for the Maple Leafs in the first month of the season. We'll do a full review coming up tomorrow. Lastly, the Botano wrap-up is presented by Botano.ca. The game starts now. 19-plus, please play responsibly. I mentioned it earlier on, but a player I'm identifying from the Leafs side is uh, Mitch Marner. I like a Mitch Marner anytime assist. I think I saw it at minus 160, maybe a multi-point effort. I think the, the top line is what I'm looking at. I want to see them buzz a bit tonight. Yeah, for sure. We want, uh, I mean, ideally, we want all the guys to get their cookies. Want to see how Wolsey responds in Toronto. Yeah. Um, again, my money's on him having a solid effort, man. I just think this guy's rock solid. Uh, it doesn't mean he's not going to have any hiccups along the way, but I just don't think this guy gets rattled easy, and he's not the typical typical mindset. I think he's I think he's elite. I'm going to call that right now. Ooh. Again, doesn't mean he's not going to have any hiccups. I just think this guy's solid, solid-minded player. Everyone I've talked to before he even got to put a Maple Leaf sweater on has said that about the guy, and he's only proved that exact thing so far. Um, looking at him, get back to playing solid at home. You you did well on the road trip. October, you proved Nick Alberga wrong. Let's make November memorable here and get get rolling. Get the train November going. to remember, as we love to mm-hmm. say here on this show. That's Jay Rozo. I'm Nick Alberga. Thanks to most of you in the chat. There's a couple of you that you can you suck. At the Leafs Nation 401, where you can subscribe on YouTube. Just search Leafs Morning Take as well. And uh, thank you very much to Santa Claus, aka Aaron Bordado, producer extraordinaire who made it for today's show. Always great to see you. And we'll talk. Tomorrow, as we review the Leafs-Kings game and also get set for a massive, massive tilt, the site of Rose Hill, Lucic won the TD Garden in Boston Thursday night. I can't wait for that one, Rosie. I can't wait to hear uh, Jack. What's his name? Jack You hear his call last night, by the way? So, just to wrap, they played the Panthers, and the Panthers came from behind last year. He went on... Some crazy tangent in OT when they wanted Zaka won it. And he's like, they come from behind after a two-goal deficit. Like, he tried to make it like the biggest one in the world, dude. It's like game eight of the season. Relax. <laughs> well, he's pretty famous for that, man. He's an all-time homer. But you know what? When he's on the when he's on the, the local Nesson feed or whatever, I don't mind if you're a homer. You're only talking to the local fans. But he does it so badly, it gets national attention. But... Hey, he's got a job for a reason, Jack Edwards, even though you're a bit of a duster sometimes. We might have to play that fight in its entirety coming up over the next couple of days. Should mention as well, Rear Admiral of Spit and Chicklets is going to come up uh, later on uh, in the week on Friday, I believe. So we'll leave it at that and we'll talk tomorrow. Take care, everybody. Thank you for watching Leafs Morning Take. Hit the subscribe button to never miss a show. And for more, visit theleafsnation.com.